ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Podcast. Children of all ages, boys and girls, dogs and kitties, let me introduce you the host, the one, the only, Philip. Good morning, everyone. Hello. Hello? Uh, uh, good morning, everyone. Welcome to the twelfth episode of Let's Talk Podcast. And today I have a special guest. Um, he's the co-host of the Bulls Gold Podcast. Um, welcome to the show, uh, Salim. 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 Okay. Welcome to the show. Hi. How are you? Thanks for good having day. me on today. Likewise. Likewise. No problem, man. Um, well, today we're gonna talk about. NBA draft lottery results, um, the Bulls p- talk, and much more. Um, today, I mean, last Tuesday, we had the NBA draft lottery, which is the first time you use this new format. Uh, and it's pretty wild. <laughs> pretty, pretty wild. We see like a few teams. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, you know, this is something I was uh, like talking about all year where, um, my prediction was like the whole wanting to be in the bottom three where two out of the bottom three teams weren't even in the top four. Uh, and I totally expected the, the ending up where, you know, teams, a team like that won 30 plus games like the Pelicans and, and the um, Lakers to jump into, you know, the top, and even like a team like the Grizzlies that won, that wasn't that they were weren't good, but they weren't also bad enough where you think in past lotteries that oh they they're in good positioning to you know jump into getting a prime uh, draft pick. But yeah, this these new odds is this is how it's gonna be. Um, I don't think they'll necessarily kill tanking as a whole. Uh, what it's going to do, I think it's gonna. Stop making teams want to be go rock bottom bad like the process. The, those days are done. Um, you might start seeing teams like, you know, when when you're in, in later in the season, and you're a team that's kind of you know floundering around, uh, that doesn't have much hopes in the future, and you see you know, maybe you, you might get into eighth seed or you may be better off just you know falling to nine or ten. Uh, which would maybe some teams will start doing stuff like that because they'll see, oh, there's still a better, much better odds that I I could get, you know, win the lottery than uh, go into the first round and get swept by the first seed in the league. Uh, that might, that might, things like that might happen. But, you know, it's it's tough to say, but I definitely think it's it's going to kill the the uh, tanking like there used to be like you know the process and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, now I, I have a theory regarding tanking. I'm not a big fan of tanking. If you're you know when you're if you're an NBA or basketball fan, you should you know should be excited about this new system that's prevent teams to tank. And I the way I see the way I see it when teams tank for over the years before this new format comes i always see taking like teams quit or an, i want to say teams quit but more like the organization losing on purpose in a sense so to get that top picks or their chance stronger chance to get that top pick and i think this new format like you said will 
stop that or you know prevent teams, which we seen last Tuesday. Um, we only have like what one worst team in the, uh, in the top three, which is New York Knicks, got the number three pick, which they're what was it fourteen percent chance to win the the number one pick? Yeah, yeah, they, they had a fourteen percent percent chance tied with teams like Phoenix and and Cleveland. And then the Bulls were just uh, after that at 12.5%, which, you know, none of those yeah. teams ended up with the main – everyone wanted the main pick was the first pick, obviously, because that was Zion. And then the second pick was a nice consolation prize because you could, you know, draft John Morant. But, you know, it's, it's just two completely different teams that, you know, nobody really talked about getting those guys are going to end up with it. Yeah. And you know, and like you say, Cleveland and Phoenix dropped. Um, same with the Bulls. Um, Cleveland got the number fifth pick. Phoenix got number six, and the Bulls got number seven. And as a Bulls fan, many Bulls fans are not too happy, including myself. And I'm sure you're not too happy about it. Um, disappoint. You know, I was my reaction. My reaction basically. Let's just say. I set a new record of cussing out in the house <laughs> when I after they reviewed uh, number seven pick the Chicago Bulls, and I was cussing out like crazy in the house. I was cussing out on Twitter. I'm pretty sure you saw my tweets. Yeah, and it was disappointing because I'm I have my expectation not high but not low. But I was hoping at least top three or at least number four or number five maybe. But we we dropped to. This is like the worst case scenario as for Bulls, as Bulls fans. What's, what was your reaction when they announced the Bulls got the number seven pick? I just felt like figures, you know, it's, that's the that's the luck that they've been having um, the last few years, it seems like. Uh, last season, you know, well, I'm happy with the Wendell Carter pick. Um, you know, I don't – it was it – was frustrating. Like, I was – you know, I was one of those people that was very high on Luka Doncic. Uh, Doncic, and you know there was a couple other guys that had a uh, uh, Wendell that I thought the Bulls could have been better off having, but obviously because we we ended up at the seventh, that really hurt their uh, hurt their odds of getting that player. And you know, and Pax Garn Pax and get aggressive to moving up to trade up for him for anyone. Uh, you know, it's we'll see what happens this year. I don't know if I don't know if this season it's weird. Uh, this draft is weird because I don't know if it's worth trading up for just because after the second pick, the talent level, uh, even with RJ Barrett, it falls off uh, quite significantly. And you know, you're not really moving moving up from seven to fourth. You're not necessarily now. Granted, you may not get a point guard because uh, they they want to draft based on need. It looks like, uh, but I don't think you know as far as the prospect is concerned. Uh, I don't think there's a big difference between guys like uh, you know uh, uh, DeAndre Hunter, uh, Darius Garland, uh, Jared Culver, uh, Cody White. Uh, sorry, Kobe White, um, and you know there's there's a couple other guys that you know that are around there like Jackson Hayes and uh, uh, the guy that I really like just because of his potential uh, and ability 
Uh, he already has a decent jump shot, but he's very athletic. Uh, but overall, he's a very raw player is uh, Sekou Diambe. Uh, that's a guy that I want the Bulls to kind of go after is maybe you can trade down a spot or a, a couple of spots, get another asset, and he could be your guy. Because I'd rather the Bulls take a swing for the for, at this pick for a home run as opposed to uh, just getting a guy that's probably going to be, you know, just a decent starter or role player going forward. Because that, that's what I see in a lot of these players, even like, you know, Cam Reddish, Nasir Little. Um, you know, these guys, I don't see them have, being superstar level players. Um, and, and and then Seikau's draft stock is rising right now, too, because he just he's having a good game right now with the French team, his team in mm-hmm. France, I should say. Uh, they're in a tournament, and you know he had a really big showing. And if he finishes strong in that showing, and that comes in with working out with teams, I think his drop could uh, rise, uh, where he would be a good you know selection for the Bulls at number seven. Yeah, I uh, I remember I mentioned him about it. Um, when was it? Last week after they revealed the the picks, and I mentioned about Seiko. Um. To certain Bulls fan that maybe we should consider taking him, like maybe trade down, like like you mentioned, for him, and I think he's something a risk that the Bulls should take. I mean, you got nothing to lose. You're still in the rebuilding process, and you're not getting the top three picks. And this draft class seems to be weak in terms of super impact players. We know Sion is the biggest prize, and you can't make a case with um, yep chop. Morant and RJ Barrett may have potential to be an all star, but you know, the levels of you know, superstar drops, you know, after like you mentioned, after number two pick. But Seiko, I think it's something to be worth taking. Uh, I, I remember I mentioned him too. I know you were mentioned before on Twitter, you just mentioned here and mentioned on your on the Bulls Gold podcast. I pay attention, yeah. <laughs> and he. He's very from. I never seen him play before, or I haven't seen the highlights yet of him. But I, I read about him and it seemed to be very athletic, wing six nine. I believe he's measures. I think the NBA combines are going on. Is that correct? Hello, I believe the the NBA combines correct. Uh, um, be going on since I believe Thursday, isn't it? You still there? Hello? Hello? You still there? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Oh, okay. I apologize. Oh, that's okay. Uh, But yeah, I don't don't know. Uh, I I know the combine has been going on, but I don't believe he's uh, he's been at the combine just because he's in, like I said, he's in that tournament. So Mm -hmm. he's playing. So I I don't know if... Uh, when if we'll see him at the combine or fully participating at the combine, but um, mm-hmm. you know it'll be it'll be quite interesting to see how you know it all works out with him uh, because he's yeah. definitely a talented. Uh, he's an intriguing, a very intriguing prospect, and like I said, with this draft being the the weak, how weak it is, and the mm-hmm. Bulls absolutely need to come away with this draft to. Uh, with a star, with a star talent, you know, a, a guy who that could potentially be a star, and he's only 18 years old. 
Uh, he, like I said, he's very athletic, and he already has a, a decent form on his jumper. You know, like I feel like he he's ahead of. I'm not saying he's going to be as good as these guys, um, but I. But as far as the skill set concerns, like I see, uh, like a Giannis or a Pascal uh, Siakam, you know, kind of like that three four combo type of talent. Like that's the type of player I see in him. Uh, and obviously, I'm not saying I don't know if he'll ever be as good as those guys, but like just in in that mold and this, today's era, that's that's the type of player I can see him being. Um, yeah, he's he's an interesting prospect. Um, he's a, I believe he'll be a project. Now, I, if the Bulls do indeed draft him, I'll see him get playing time, little to no playing time, because we got Oda Porter as a starting wing, and then you got Hutchinson, Chandler Hutchinson coming back for next season uh, as a backup. Uh, if the Bulls draft any, any wing for that matter, they probably won't get no playing time. Um as a you know, for as their rookie season, um, I always say the Bulls should go with best player available, not by just need. Yeah, they need a point guard, and let's talk about point guards. We know John Morant's the best point guard in this draft class, um, but of course, he'd probably be taken by Memphis with the number two pick. The two point guards is Darius Garland and Kobe White. They're two, uh, Garland. I don't think he's going to be there. I I wouldn't mind for the Bulls to take him. But I don't think he'll be there. I think Phoenix will take him. Maybe, maybe the Lakers. Maybe. Um, same with, you know, Kobe White. Kobe White might be the more realistic chance to be there at seven. What are your thoughts on those point guards? Yeah. those. Yeah, you know, uh, Garland and White, they're both intriguing as well as far as you know they have talent. They they can shoot and they they look like they can be okay scorers. Um, the only concern with them is they're not real point guards. They're, they seem more like combo uh, combo guards or small scoring guards. So uh, the the reason Morant was so exciting not only with his over athletic potential and his, he has he has star potential, but he was a very good passer, right? So when you have guys like um, and he's a great playmaker. So when you have uh, Levine, who is who you don't who who improved his his decision making and playmaking as the season went on, you so he's not a guy that you want him to be the primary ball handler. Uh, and then when you have guys like Larry and uh, Wendell Carter, who need guys to be able to you know move the ball and set them up nicely, you know Morant was a would have been a perfect you know landing. Um, you know, getting him at the second spot if they had even gotten the second pick in the draft. So that would have been almost, you know, really well worked out really well because of his playmaking ability and, and getting his teammates involved and things like that. Uh, but with Garland and with White, uh, granted, they have they have positives to their game. I just worry and I just I'm not sure about their ability to actually be a good f- facilitators and and that's something that you know that could be a problem at the next the next level because you never really saw them being uh, passing point guards in, in college. So um, that would be the that would be the only concern with them, in my opinion, really. Yeah, you make a good, solid point. Um, Kobe White and Darius Garland—they're 
scoring point guards, um, which is not a bad thing, but you want your point guard to get your teammates involved as a pure point guard, like someone like, you know, like Steve Nash and Chase the Kid. And speaking of, but you never know, they could maybe change their games or anything. I know, I remember Steve Nash used to be a scoring point guard, but he changed his game, become a passing point guard when he was with Phoenix. And you never know, maybe, maybe not right away. They'll probably be like scoring point guards in the league, or whatever, but they had to learn a lot of things, whatever. Um, Kobe, like you said, Kobe White and Darius Garland, they're pretty appearing and talent. Um, I think Kobe White remind me of, uh, I would say, maybe Gilbert Arenas, but more quicker and maybe a better defender. And Garland, you bet, you hope he become like a Stephen Curry. <laughs> you hope he become like a Stephen Curry. Um, who do, who those two point guards remind you of in terms of comparison? Honestly, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't see Stephen Curry as as that's a very, very high bar. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, like I said, when I compared uh, the mold of point of the player with uh, Seikau, um, I don't think he's going to be Giannis. I think maybe like a Pascal Siakam is more realistic. But with Garland, I see maybe a guy that's more of like a, a Ben Gordon, but with the battle handles. Um, that's the kind of player, like a guy that can really shoot the ball. Um, he's a scorer, you know, um, at the at that point guard position. And then with uh, Kobe White, I see more of a uh, like a Malcolm Brogdon, you know, a combo player that can you know shoot. Um, he's he has a nice step back. Uh, that's that's the type of player I see him like a catch and shoot guy. Um, and maybe he can improve uh, other a- aspects of his offense scoring game where he can score better off the dribble. But I mean, he has intriguing skill sets that, that could fit well with the Bulls. Uh, so it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be a bad pick and necessarily um, it could work out. It could work out decently if it, if he can develop those other, other um, things that are, that are part of his game. Yeah. Um, it's a way to be seen if they could be taken, Kobe White and Darius Garland. Um, it's after number two pick, it's you don't know who knows what new I mean, right now mock drafts have New York Knicks draft RJ Barrett, but you never know if who they get a draft. I don't think they will draft a point guard. They got Dennis Smith Jr. from that trade, uh, over the de- deadline at, on February when they trade Persinga to Dallas. Um, Lakers or Phoenix are maybe the high suspect. Do you see those teams, Kobe White or Darius Conan, before the Bulls? Yeah, play? so the rumor is out of there. Uh, the rumor is out of there that, you know, they'll all the Lakers um, and Phoenix uh, have could have promised uh, Darius Garland and Kobe White uh, the, that they would select them because both of those guys dropped out of the combines. Um, so it seems to me that those guys will likely be gone. And maybe a guy like Jared Culver or DeAndre Hunter falls uh, to them, depending on what the uh, Cavs do. Uh, the, that's a team yeah. that could be interesting. But I think I, Cavs, will either, Cavs will probably take one of those guys, uh, Hunt being uh, DeAndre Hunter or, or Jared Culver. Um, 
But DeAndre Hunter could fall too, and he's an intriguing as well. Uh, he's a little older uh, as far as other prospects concerned. He's a he's a sophomore, but he's going to be 22 this year. Um, mm-hmm. So he's a little older. Uh, he may not have a lot of upside, but he seems like a guy that he's a can't miss prospect in the sense that he'll be his floor will be kind of uh, a solid three and D wing in this league. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can shoot the ball. He's uh, uh, his handles is where his improvement. His handles, the way he can handle the ball, is where it will limit his ceiling. Um, if he can't really improve it, his uh, ability to play, make, and, uh, and create for himself. But like I said, he can shoot the ball. And he's a very good defender. So, you know, you probably see more of like a maybe uh, a Otto Porter type of player in him. Um, that's mm-hmm. that's the type of player you probably see. Nothing, nothing that, you know, pops off at the chart. Nothing that gets you super excited. But he jump, he plays winning basketball, you know, as in, in a team environment. Um, he's not going to be your number one or number two or even your number three, but you know he'll be a consistent production producer for you that won't be making mistakes uh, that won't really kill hurt your team. Yeah, I believe Hunter can contribute. By the way, um, of course, depends which teams will draft him. Um, he'll he'll he's a wing. Six, I believe he's measured six seven, small forward, and I think he will contribute right away. I believe, and and you will brings you. Well, I I believe a lot of teams will like to have him. I don't mind for the Bulls to take him if he's there at seven. Um, I I bring that up to him from some other Bulls fan on Twitter on DM, and they agree that we should. Maybe we should consider taking him control right away. I don't know if you will get playing time though. But if you know Hutchinson and Porter at the cover at the wings right now, you think you'll get playing time if the Bulls take it? I mean it depends. I don't right now I don't think the Bulls have a lot of depth and uh, mm-hmm. I think there's definitely room because I mean to be honest, guys like Denzel Valentine and Hutch Hutch haven't really proved anything that you know they haven't proved that they're for sure going to be NBA rotational players. Uh, Hutch, you saw some flashes, you know, with athletic ability and things like that. But if he can't, he can't really shoot the ball on that. And then he has, he's had to like tweak his mechanics on his shot because it's such a slow release that, you know, it's Mm -hmm. easy to close out on him. Um, And then Valentine, you know, he's um, a guy that, already is hindered by his athleticism and now he's going to be coming off a year where he he missed a year of basketball and he had ankle surgery. So, you know, at this point to me personally, those guys are kind of like cherry on the top. If, if they give you something like as far as being very productive players that help contribute to winning, that's a bonus to me. And like I said, I don't necessarily feel like, you know, those guys are set in rotation. So yeah, I think, Definitely think even a guy like Seikau or any one of them that comes in could have potentially get an opportunity to play because, like I said, I don't outside of Otto Porter and on the wings and even uh, Zach Levine on the wing, if you were at the two or the wing, you know, those are the only guys that are at the perimeter are guaranteed minutes right now. Uh, outside of that, all these guys are up for debate and, um, and a guy like Seikau could play backup four as well. So, 
Uh, I can see these guys getting minutes if, you know, if they play, if they come in and compete and play well, I can see it happening. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I believe Denzel Valentine's days are getting, I want to say getting the number exactly. Yeah. He's out for last season, which it hurts him. Um, I thought he's, I remember if I believe, if I remember correctly, maybe two seasons ago when he was playing, I believe he was averaging what ten points per game. I guess he was somewhat improved in terms of offensively, but he's so limited. He's not very athletic, and I think his days as the Bulls are getting out number, um, maybe too premature to say that right now. But we'll see what happened this this season, uh, this coming season. Uh, yes, something like you say. Yeah, he, he and Hutchinson got they haven't proved anything yet, and they have. You know, Hutchinson, especially Hutchinson, need to work on his jump shot. Uh, his jump shot's so ugly, <laughs> ugly, uglier than mine. <laughs> and but you know, we'll see how those two are. But um, I'll be off for drafting Hunter or Seiko. Another wing uh, who's a two guard is six cents. What do you think? What are your thoughts on Cherry Clover? Clover, I believe it's Clover. What are your thoughts on him? Uh, yeah, he's he's a He's a very, another guy that's you know gonna be a high floor player. Um, he's gonna come in, you know, and he can he can create for himself. He's improved in that regards. Um, he's not elite at it by any means, but he's he's had better, you know. He showed improvement. He can he has a nice pull up game. Um, he's continuing to improve with his three ball. He's I wouldn't I wouldn't call it strength of his by any means. Uh, but he should continue improving in that regard, and he's a very good defender. So another guy, you know, you can come in and probably contribute for you right away because he's he's played in college a few years and he's shown an ability to play. Um, but again, he's another probably more than likely a low ceiling guy. I was higher on him before the ter- like at, at some point in the tournament, but then he finished really poorly, uh, which concerned yeah. me. You know, he he didn't finish very well. Um, in the last yeah. two, three games of the tournament that uh, they were playing, and then obviously their team lost in the finals to DeAndre Hunter's team. Um, but like I said, you know, you you see him and you, you see it. Okay, maybe he could be at best one day, maybe a Joe Johnson type, which wouldn't be a bad thing. I mean, but that's that's a, a best case scenario, which you know, rarely those best case scenarios come to to fruition um so that's you know likely maybe uh, that, that's the type of player he is like a two-way uh not a i don't know if he can play the three but he's definitely uh a two um he's probably a little undersized for the three but you know you never know if you could bulk up a little bit uh he is definitely a yeah. good defender so uh, it could definitely happen you never know yeah i'm I don't mind if the Bulls draft him. I believe they did work him out, if I remember correctly. Um, I'm sure they, sure they, they have if they, if they haven't already. Yeah. I I think I because I believe I read it I think it was on Twitter. Someone say the Bulls already work him out and I can't remember some other guys right now on top of my head. Uh but yeah, I don't mind for the Bulls drafting him. Um I think it'll be a good to back up um Sack Levine because you know Sack Levine, you know he, he was healthy most of the last season, Sack Levine. And but you still, you know, a little worried about that knee from 
couple of years ago, but it would be nice to have like you know to we need we need depth. Like you said, we need talent. We need depth. The Bulls need the depth. Um, it's a shame we didn't win, win the top three. I'm still bitter about it. <laughs> and but you know, we there's uh, some other guys to look at. Um, we just hope for the best for the seventh pick. Now, you think the Bulls will keep the pick or will they trade down? Um, I'm not sure what they'll do to be honest. I think and and I see them not if they trade. It'll be down, but I don't see them trading out of this draft, uh, trading away the pick, uh, just because I don't think that's not really that been their style. You know, anytime they've done a trade with the draft pick, it's to get another pick and maybe another asset. Um, there's only like one time where they've traded away their first round pick, and that was to get rid of Kirk Hennig's contract uh, back in 2010 because they wanted to create a second max slot. Uh, to, when they were rebuilding around Derek, uh, but yeah, I, I see the Bulls still staying in this draft, and yeah, I could see them moving down, and maybe you know if they like a, a guy that they know will be there around the, you know, later in the lottery, and they want to get another quality asset back, I could see that happening, but I don't see them trading out of this draft. Yeah. I I I agree. I don't see the Bulls trade this out of this draft. I'll be I I will be kind of upset if they do. I think they need to keep this pick, and that's of course a deal that don't refuse type of deal. But you know that's not gonna happen. Uh, I believe they'll either trade down or keep keep the pick or keep the pick. Um, there there's some guys I do like in this. Even though regardless of this draft class, there are guys I do like. Um. We already talked about Kobe White, Darius Garland, Jarrett, um, other guys like Nasir Little. Now, I don't think that those guys I mentioned are not superstars, um, but I think they may be like one of those occasional all-star appearance, maybe. Someone like, you know, like someone like a Andrew Odegada type of player, Woody Gay type of player. That's who Nasir Little remind me of. Woody Gay, I believe he's measured like six six, which is like kind of like underside for a wing. But what are your thoughts on that year, Lilo? Yeah, he's. I mean, he's not. He didn't really have a strong year at UNC. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's another. He, I was higher on him before their season started. I uh, thought you know, he had a lot of potential, and uh, along with Cam Reddish, was another guy who you know I thought had a lot of potential, but neither of them really you know had a strong season at, at their respective schools. Um, and I know people use the excuse for Reddish where he played with other two other high usage. I think you're being, uh, getting a little cut off on the mic. Uh, can, can you hear me? Hello? Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. You're yeah. I think you're getting a little caught off in a little mic. Oh, sorry about that. I don't know what's wrong. Uh, um, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, guys like him and Cam, uh, not Cam Reddish and Matthew Little, you know, those guys, I think they've fallen into the same realm where you know they're athletic, have some nice potential, but um, I don't, I don't know if they have. I'm sorry, I shouldn't say I don't know if they have that potential, and I think they're more. Uh, 
they're they're not as big. They haven't shown as much, and I don't know. I I just those type of players are not someone that I want. I would I don't know if they would excite me to, for the Bulls to take those guys just because, you know, they haven't shown any real uh, potential, uh, and I feel like though that type of player would I don't know if that. Uh, I, I, yeah, I just don't see a big um, potential down the road for them. Yeah, um, those two guys, Nasir Little and Karen Reddish, um, they're talented guys, but they don't show much in college last last season, and it's just disappointing, you know. And I want to be too upset if the Bulls take one of them. Uh, you know, I think in my case regarding Cameron Reddish, I'm not too high on him uh, with Reddish. I believe someone <laughs> someone had a nice descri- description with him uh, on RealGM post- uh, RealGM.com on the Bulls forum. I can't remember who posted it. Say Cameron Reddish, he looks like Tarzan, but plays like Jane. And I have a, a good laugh about it. <laughs> a good laugh about it. And then let's you know, true to it, and you can say the same about, you know, somewhat nasty or little, they just too disappointment. I probably would go with other guys before I just consider, you know, or taking them, someone like, you know, Jackson Hayes or whoever. Now, let's talk about the Bulls need bench. Need bench and they need to add bench. Um, do you see the Bulls maybe draft a big man, maybe to, to replace Felicio, like someone like Jackson Hayes, um, I mean, I don't see that happening, but you never know um, if they really think that guy's the best player at the spot. Um, I know Rui Hachimara is another guy that um, that could be intriguing in that regards. But yeah, I don't know if I don't see them taking a big again. Um, and I know there's some people that are high on Bobo, but I I just don't know about him. You know, he has intriguing talent, but I fear about his ability to stay healthy, and I've I've heard that he has a very bad attitude, uh, and an entitled attitude where you know I don't think he could. It would be you know I don't know if he'll be a, a good player to uh, go after. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, and f- f- talk about a little bit about the second rounders now. Second rounders, yeah, it's second rounds, but sometimes once in a while you see players who get drafted in the second round become all-stars or whatever. Um, the Bulls got, the as of right now, the Bulls got the number 38 overall pick. Do you see the Bulls use that pick or are they going to sell it like they did a couple of years ago with, with the with, with the Bell situation um, for a trade for consideration? Uh, do you see them keep that second round pick? Uh, yeah, I think I, I can see them obviously keeping them. I, uh, I feel like there's guys that, you know, that'll be there that are good uh, second-round uh, prospects um, and an opportunity to grab some of these guys that could, you know, be there in the second round. You know, maybe like a taco, uh, like a big guy from um, that played in, uh, I forget his last name. Yeah, um, me too. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he that's another guy, you know, there's a couple of guys on there, you know, that are in you're 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 getting caught off again on the on the mic. 
Uh, sorry, Jim, you know? It's okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can hear you now. Oh, yeah. There'll be another, you know, there'll be a couple of guys, you know, I feel like that'll be there that they can definitely use. I don't see them trading it away unless they're trying to move up in the draft or something like that and they need to throw in some second round to move up. But, yeah, I don't see them trading it away for cash. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, yeah. I just find out his last name, Taco. It's Taco Fall. Yeah, and he's, his wingspan. His wingspan is pretty insane. It's like eight two point twenty five. That's pretty insane. Yeah, um, he's a big guy. Yeah, he's like seven, what seven five without shoes. They met. That's his according to his measurement. And I don't mind for the most taking a chance on him on in the second round with their number thirty eight pick. Um, and then another guy I do like. With the second rounder, um, is uh he's a wing in in Merrill Schofield, which is played from Tennessee. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think he's the guy I don't mind. He's a you know a defender. Um, I can't even find his measurements right now, but uh, he's a he's a defender, uh, athletic. Um, I think he can take over for Valentine's spot or even touch them spot. Uh, but what what are your thoughts on him and other prospect in the second round that you like? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I haven't done as much in depth uh, on the second round as of now. But yeah, those mm-hmm. are some names that are good. You know, you could you could try to get that are, um, or maybe like a European player that that can, you can stash that has you know the young player that you see that's a lot of potential, and you can stash for the future. Uh, to bring over in a couple of years. But, yeah, I, I I definitely think there's value there that they can find somebody uh, that could be, you know, a, a solid piece uh, for them going forward in the rebuild. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I I think, and like you said, I think the Bulls will keep the second round. I don't see them trade for cash restoration. I hope not because I think we, we should, we need, we need depth. We need talent. We need basically almost everything. Basically, um, you know, we got our, you know, we got our basically almost starting five set set for the point guard position. Chris Dunn's being disappointed last season. After the season before that, he's being regressed. Um, do you see the Bulls trading Chris Dunn this summer? I don't see that happening just because I don't think a team is going to give them anything for him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with his contract, uh, he's uh, in a higher rookie scale contract because he was the fourth pick uh, in the dra- in his draft. And then the other, uh, he's right now when you there's reports that he has no little to no trade value. So if I'm a team, I'm not even giving up a second rounder for him. Um, yeah. I I would prefer that you know just keep him. The the most I can see getting for him is another player that in a similar situation that's just not been very good and hasn't lived up to, to their potential. So maybe a team wants to uh, swap players like that to CA, maybe a change of scenery will do them good. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see my uh, them trading done and getting anything of value for him, actually value for him an upgrade yeah. or, or even a pick a draft pick. Even I don't see that happening. Yeah, after last season, he's been he's been pretty disappointing. Um, I thought the season before that it was a nice drive for him after you know his terrible rookie season, and then last season just he just 
we grasp basically. He says we could, and that's not a good sign. He's like what, 24, 25 year old now? Yeah, he's twenty-five. He's gonna be twenty-five. He's gonna be twenty-five. He is twenty-five. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and you know the players not. That's basically you're in your prime type uh, type of thing. So you know that's you know that's why Bulls need looking for a point guard, which I think they'll probably will address it in free agency, whether they draft a point guard or not. And speaking of free agency, uh, we heard about you know maybe possible interest in. Terry Wilson, maybe Patrick Beverly. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, those, I don't, like, with Terry Rozier, it, it doesn't make sense because he's exactly the same type of player as Chris Dunn, um, a guy that isn't really a passing player, uh, and he's he's more of a 3D, um, not, not a 3D, three, 3D, their shooting is the same. They're very inconsistent. They're very good defensive players. I see them more as, you know, complimentary players off the bench. Um, yeah, like I said, it doesn't really make sense to go after Terry Rozier, uh, especially since it's going to take probably a little more, mon- more money than you want to tie up in a process spot for role players. Um, Patrick Belvey would be nice just because he is a, he's a good shooter. He's a prototypical 3D player. The only problem with Pat- adding him and not another point guard is, again, the same – Thing you don't really have a player that can handle the ball and is a very good passer. That's that's the only concern when you can, when you're talking about these. That's the big concern when you're talking about these guys. For me, Terry Rozier, I don't think they should go after him just because, like I said, they have a very similar player in Chris Dunn. And then um, Patrick Beverly, I definitely like. I would like to see them sign him, but the the shortcoming again would be that the Bulls would are lacking. Um, a, a good playmaker at the point guard position, so that that wouldn't that need wouldn't be resolved yet. And you know, not to say they can't resolve it next year, maybe as well. Um, but yeah, that that would be the only concerns as of now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm not high on Terry Rose here. I hope the Bulls don't sign him. I have, I have a feeling he's gonna get overpaid. I know he's a I believe he's a restricted free agent. Um. We and he, I think he has a good playoff one this past postseason, but I don't want him. And like you say, he's like similar to Chris Dunn. He's not his statistic is identical with Dunn's number this season. And I hope we don't go after him. It doesn't, you know, just don't go after him. Um, I rather I rather go after Patrick Beverly, um, which I love Patrick Beverly. He he's a nonsense type of player. He will bring toughness. That's what the the Bulls team need toughness. Uh, they need toughness. He, you, these are those type of players that getting on your face, D up defense. I love his game. He's especially his defense, get on your face. But you know, like you say, he's not like a per point kind, not like a Wajo Wando, Steve Nash. Would it be crazy if the Bulls go after Wajo Wando again? <laughs> uh, do, do you see that happening? I don't think so, but do you see that happening? No, no, I don't see that happening. No. And you know, but other point guards, their free agency class is not really that strong. Besides Patrick Berry, Terry Rozier, there's there's Derrick Rose, which is maybe I I don't see him returning to Chicago. I think honestly, I think he should sign with maybe a contender, which we're far from that. Um, do you see Rose returning to the Bulls? Uh, I do. I think he's gonna be there. Uh, the first guy that they reach out to. Um, because I think they they want to get some fan excitement. 
mm-hmm. um, which I won't be against bringing Rose back, but I, I'll just say this, that if he's their solution to the starting point guard position, um, they've not learned anything at all because he is a guy that cannot stay healthy still. Uh, he needs those rest days. Um, he's going to probably play around 50 to 55 games for you. So then that leaves you, you know, every, every other night trying to figure out who's going to be, you know, reliable at point guard. So, like I said, I, I wouldn't be against Derek coming back as, as a player off the bench, an offensive scorer off the bench. But outside of that, I just don't see um, – I don't, I don't, I don't think it'd be a good idea to be relying on him to be your starting point guard because um, we'll have the same issues uh, where he's day to day, and then mm-hmm. uh, we're wondering, you know, where are we going to get consistent play from out of the point guard position? Yeah, he's he has a nice stride last season. I thought he was a good story last season, which is good to see. Um, but you still have to. It's still risky if you sign him, um, but I don't mind for the Bulls to bring him back too, as long as depends on the prize, what's his, how many years contract. If you're the Bulls GM and you offer Rose a contract, how many years will you offer him? What's the salary you will offer him? I see him getting the room exception from the Bulls, uh, which is about $4 million, maybe like a two-year $4 million deal or something like that. Um, I think that's the type of deal I see him getting in free agency. Okay, yeah, I don't want to buy two years. Yeah. It's like two years, eight million dollars. So that's just oh. eight, eight or nine million dollars. That's so that's comes out to about four million a year. Four million a year. Oh, yeah, that's not. I don't mind signing that type of deal for two years for two, only two years. But we need like some insurance in the point guard position. I get. Uh, I guess you get to probably rely on Chris Dunn. And Rose, if if it comes to that, which is a possibility, um, other point guards free agency. There's one guy which I think will kind of make sense, but he's not a young point guard. I, I think he's like 29. It's uh, Ricky Rubio. Um, he's like kind of like Roger Wanda type. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think he would be a, a interesting get too, just because um, he's like a, he's a good playmaker. He's a good passer. Uh, the only concern again with him is he can't shoot the ball, mm-hmm. uh, and that kind of you know could hurt um, the Bulls' offense spacing in that regards. But I mean, yeah, he'll do a good job of of handling the ball and and getting guys like uh, Levine, uh, Lowry, and Wendell good looks. Um, and that's something that you know, like I said, it's needed. It's you need a guy that can play and handle the ball and 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 you know and and spread the ball around so that it doesn't get stuck and. And we're not playing, you know, one on one. We're kind of making doing a team environment, uh, team offense. Yeah, I. Um, what your what do you think of what his will be his price tag? Oh, for for uh, Rubio. Yes. Yeah, I'm not sure. You know, to be honest, I I would imagine maybe like, you know, nine million or something like that a year. Maybe like the mid level exception. Something like that, I would guess. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, and, and the other point guards free agency is Darren Collison, which I think could be out of our price range. I wouldn't mind picking him up, but I don't think we'll be able to sign him. I think he's, he's looking for a 
maybe a big paid day because we know we've seen players get overpaid, like not crazy. Yeah, I don't see the Bulls going after him just because I don't think he's a good character guy. Um, mm-hmm. he's a he had uh some really bad things he did to his girlfriend. Um, uh, like you know he he like really beat her up, uh, stuff like that. So I don't I don't see him being a guy the Bulls go after because they're not you know historically signed guys that are are like that you know so and i think that i wouldn't want the bulls to go after him because i don't think he's a good guy yeah and, and you know Tom Paxson's pretty high on high character guys hey there sorry about that i don't know what happened uh, i don't know what happened maybe it, maybe it, i don't think maybe it's our internet connection i mean it was working good so that 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 was this was like maybe the third time it happens basically because it happens with the other guests. Uh, one time I think it was his internet connection, and then the other one I'm not sure what's going on the other one, but well, anyways, uh, I apologize for it. <laughs> uh, That's okay. Yeah, but anyways, um, we're we're we ta- we're talking about free agency, um, NBA free agency with regarding point guards. We talk about Darren Collision. I I, I said I mentioned this that I don't see. We see you. You mentioned uh, Darren Clinton. Um, you don't see them go after him because of his poor character. And I mentioned, you know, I was I was about to say that Paxson. Yeah, I don't see he usually go after guys that have high character. Guys, you know, whether it's on draft and free agency, he go after like high character guys. So I, you know, I don't see them go after him as well. And you know. I look at the free agents list regarding point guards. It's not that great. <laughs> it's not that. I mean, there's some good players here and there that you know. I think Derrick Rose, Ricky Rubio, Roger Wando. We know that, that's not gonna happen. Um, who else? Uh, Terry Rozier. It's and Patrick Beverly, and you know, it's it's pretty depressing in terms. You know, regarding looking the point guard resources. Um, you think the Bulls will sign one of those guys? What, what's the percentage chance to sign one of those guys? Uh, you know, I'm not sure. You know, it depends. I don't, with Patrick Beverly, I feel like he has a lot. Uh, he has more um, likely to stay with the Clippers. I, I think he's a he'll be a tough get. I think Terry Rozier will be definitely a guy they could sign. But again, I don't. I just don't see. It as a good signing. Um, I don't know. It's it's tough. You know, a lot of people have money in free agency right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of teams, that is. And the only way I could see, you know, them landing any of these guys is they overpay. Uh, more so likely, I, see, I think the Bulls are just going to do one or two-year deals because I think they want to be able to, you know, compete in free agency in um, – 2021 when they'll have like two max slots available mm-hmm. uh, because they'll only have Otto Porter Jr. I believe. No, not even Otto Porter Jr. Sorry. Uh, only Zach Levine and a couple other guys on contract that are real, like on rookie scale. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that's when they really want to be able to offer, you know, big contracts to free agency and free agency to sign a few guys again. Uh, who knows? I mean, they don't really have a good track record of that. So, mm-hmm. but I think that's that. That will be their focus to keep 
keep flexibility and not really lock themselves up in long deals with role players. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> we've seen this before with the Bulls that you got that 2010 plan, the 2000 whatever plan, and now that 2021 plan, and they don't have a good track worker against superstars, science big time superstar. But one of these days, <laughs> one of these days, the Bulls will land the top superstar free agency. But I just don't know. It's gonna be with under guard foreman Sean Paxson because they have poor reputation around the lead. Um, it's kind of depressing in turn as a Bulls fan, or I am. <laughs> um, I probably need to go see a shrink one of these days, <laughs> and you know. But you know, will will the Bulls ever land a top? Home run? Will they ever hit a home run? Do you see that happening? I I don't know. That's hard to say. You know, you never know. You don't know if it's going to happen or not. Um, I'll probably say no just because of the track record. But I don't. I don't know. It's it's that's a question that's not really you know predictable to be honest. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Uh, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, 2021 is a long ways to go. We got a couple more years. You got. The, this year, for ages, I see the Bulls. I I honestly do see the Bulls maybe sign a point guard. I don't know if they got to draft one. Depend who's gonna be there. Kobe White, I we don't know. Darius Garland, I don't think he, he's gonna be there. It's we we may stuck with the same point guard rotation. There's there's a chance we may st- stick with the what we have with Chris Dunn, and then we've got Ryan, Shaq Harrison. It's possible. Do you see that? see that happening again, bringing the same point guards? I Yeah, it could. You never know. I mean, it depends. I, I, I think they'll do their best to sign one of these guys in free agency, and I don't know how much improvement. Like like I said, if they get a guy like Terry Rozier, I don't know how much he's not going to be really an upgrade at their points. You never know. They could sign the same, come back with the same point guard rotation, and it could be an issue. Yeah, I I agree. Um, before I wrap this up, um, I was this Bulls talk. We, you know, New Orleans got the number one pick. We know they got to draft Sion. Uh, we heard rumors about Anthony Davis trade. Rumors saying, you know, you list the Lakers or reports, I should say, according to the reports, listing Lakers. Do you see New Orleans trade Anthony Davis to the Lakers, say, for the number four, four pick with assets? With the assets attached, like Luanza Ball or England, do you see that happening on draft night? Um, I don't know. It just seems like the Pelicans are not going to trade him to the Lakers. They just don't want to. Yeah. Um, their, owner, their owner seems to have said, you know, we will not trade you to, we will not trade him to the Lakers. So yes. it'll be interesting. I definitely think, um, it makes sense for some. It makes sense. Um. For some teams like the Knicks to trade him for him after the draft because then they can sign a guys like um, uh, KD and uh, Kyrie Irving, and then they can try to facilitate out a trade with you know RJ Barrett and some other ass future draft picks, and then a guy like uh, Dennis Smith Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you never know. I'm you know, it, it, it might be the best option for them to go with the Lakers because they may have the best offer on the table, especially if they offer, like, Kuzma. Um, they get, you know, they're looking to trade Lonzo Ball. 
So maybe they get another lottery pick for Lonzo Ball, and then they have the fourth pick. You know, that could be a very that could be the best offer that uh, the Pelicans can get, and it could be something that they should you know look into doing because when you you get Zion and then you can add other these other young pieces around him to the rebuild, um, that could be a good start, you know, for them. Um, and and I think it'll be wise for them to trade him at least in this offseason uh, and not go into the, the regular season again with him on the roster. Yeah, uh, I agree. I think they should go with the Lakers. I think I say the same thing. They have the I think they have the best asset or best interim package to, to offer, including with the number four pick. Um, but we'll see what happens. But I want to thank you for joining me on the podcast. We have a good Good discussion with the with the Bulls and the draft lorry, um, and you know um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, follow me on PGH10. Um, Let's talk podcast has a Facebook page. Give it a like. Um, do you want to plug in like anything like with you know following Twitter or anything like that? Yeah, um, you can follow our podcast. I do with uh, my friend Edward Schuller. Uh, it's Bulls Gold Podcast, and you can follow our handle as at Bulls Gold. Um, and, you know, we, we're both tweet from that account regularly. Uh, and um, my personal Twitter handle is uh, Jordan Dynasty, uh, if you want to follow me there as well. Um, so, yeah, those uh, uh, was appreciate of you having me on, Phil. Uh, I really enjoyed talking with you, and I think uh, this was a good conversation. Yeah, yeah, likewise, likewise. Um... Listen, listen to their podcast. It's Bulls Gold Podcast. It's a good podcast. They give a good discussion regarding the Chicago Bulls, especially if you're, you know, you're a Bulls fan. Um, listen to it. Um, I just listened to the other day. Give your guys take regarding the draft lottery. Um, but anyways, yeah. Um, next Sunday, I have a guest with one of my old old friend, um, Javier, will join me, which we'll talk about old times and such. So you know, stay tuned for next week. Let's Talk Podcast is fed with all eight different platforms. Um, Anchor, Spotify, Google, po- Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Radio Public, Stitcher, and many more. Um, we listen to this Let's Talk Podcast um, every week, once a week. Nice. And we, I will have guests the next few weeks. Um, and yeah, um, listen to it. And listen... Follow us. How you pronounce your name again? Salim. 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 Okay. Um, I was close to say your real GM Bulls username. <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> Red Bull Twenty Three, and they're probably wondering what's that a, a cool name? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was I was close to say that <laughs> say Red Bull Twenty Three. But anyways, I, thank you for joining, and we sh- we should do it again sometime uh, if you're you know if you want you know. Yeah, yeah. Let me know in the future. It'll be it could be nice to do it again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I will. I will. And thank you for joining me in the podcast. And everyone, have a good day. Um, you have a good week. And stay safe. Don't do anything stupid. And <laughs> if you want to party, that's fine. But be rational. Be act like an adult and be mature. Yeah. So, um, good week. Have a good week. You have a good um afternoon. Uh man, and peace out, everyone. You too. Have a good one. Take care. You too.